It is Locked on Jazz for the 20th of April. The last dance from a jazz perspective. We'll start a series on the best moments of the season. And it's all coming up on today's edition, plus other little fun little notes for you, on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, hope you're doing all right as we continue in this wacky world. Uh, I want to thank everyone who participated with me on the Sunday morning thread. Uh, I just, I got to tell you, I have just been incredibly moved uh, by the human spirit. There's a lot going on. I, I, I personally am viewing it as though we're in the midst of our world war. Um, you know, we got to sacrifice. We got to change our lives. We've got to do things for the well-being of a country and our citizens. Uh, luckily, probably not quite to the same level as World War One or World War Two did to our countries, but you get the concept. Uh, and so I've been moved by the human spirit. I've been moved by the goodness of people, uh, by how much we actually in, instinctively care for each other, uh, how much we instinctually look to pick up each other as strangers in the midst of all of this. And so I asked everyone to share with me uh, things of that nature. David James shared that an Ohio man and his family and a few Subway employees worked 12 hours to make a delivery of 5,000 sandwiches as a thank you to University Hospital staff in Cleveland during the pandemic. Boris said his employers raised $435,000 in donations for the Utah Food Bank so far this month. That is amazing. Um, Boris does not share who his employer is, and it was nowhere on his... Uh, timeline to tell us but whoever that is out there deserves a shout out uh that's something i want to continually do by the way is whenever whenever we can i will certainly uh give that shout out to that company or those people doing uh great things grant tweeted me uh talking about the singing from the balcony in italy the epic song with the perfect message of the perfect moment in a country in crisis um the uh psalm a longtime friend of the program uh in New York City, founder of One Atelier, I think, is having her company's tailors produce masks that meet the standards for distribution directly to hospitals. They just, there's, you know, and then there's a great story out there about a taxi driver in Spain. Hopefully you've seen this, who's been taking people to hospital free of charge. And then the hospital invited him to come in, uh, standing ovation, and then gave him an envelope of money. So I, I just, you know, let's keep that, if we can have that be a part of our program as we're going to get together every day here, do Locked on Jazz, hold our community together, be a part of our tribe uh, as everything. Uh, let's try to continue this. I would like to do them around the jazz and what the jazz mean to you and what sports means to you. Uh, you can email me with the Daily Devar at dlock09 at gmail.com, dlock zero nine at gmail.com uh please do so uh there's enough stories out there and they're real about uh how horrendous this is and people are losing lives um th those are not to be ignored or not to be taken seriously but i do think there's also enough uh stories out there that are enough to say hey we've got some great things 
uh, going on as well, just on who the human spirit is. Uh, last night was the debut of The Last Dance, parts one and two. 1.65 million tweets about The Last Dance, and at one point had 25 of the 30 trending topics on Twitter. You think we miss sports a little bit? Uh, and it's, uh, you know, so just to give everyone perspective to this conversation, I start working for the Jazz uh, in 92, 93 uh, season and start covering it. Prior to that, uh, I will have to admit, you know, Jordan was everything to us, right? Starting in 86, I'm 16 years old. And Jordan, unbelievable performance of his coming out party against the the Celtics was 63. You know, we're all watching Jordan anytime we can. Now, it certainly wasn't as easy to watch someone in that day and age. I joked that I think I bought a house just so I could go to G.722, put up that big, ugly satellite dish in the back of my house just so I could watch Jordan. Uh, I'm not sure that's totally true, but there's something to it. A few takeaways from Last Dance from a Jazz perspective that were really interesting. One, they did a lot on the 63-point game against the Celtics. The 63-point game against the Celtics is in 1986. And Jordan does not win his first title until 1991. And, you know, I'm a big believer LeBron is a a talent we've never seen before. Uh, But it was a good reminder of how incredibly dominant Jordan really was in this era. Uh, His elevation of getting in the lane and being able to score, the awe that Magic and Larry had about him in that, in in quotes from that era, I think was pretty uh, interesting to see. Uh, You know, he just, he, he played in such a different game. That floor is so closed. There's so little room. And yet, uh, he at the same time was able to just elevate over um, the defense and make plays. The other thing that was just, you know, I think is just worth remembering, and I, and I do certainly recall this, um, is how, what an amazing rock star atmosphere it was. Like, there, LeBron's a big deal. Uh, Steph was probably the closest to Michael of anything else I've ever experienced in my career. Uh, but there's, there was nothing like that year as a, as a media member covering it when it came to town. Uh, Steph was a little bit. Steph's whole pregame phenomena a few years ago where the crowds packed before the game just to see him and watch him do his pregame shooting. That's the closest thing to Jordan. Not LeBron, frankly. LeBron's basketball is, but uh, not Jordan. The other one that I thought was really interesting, or a bunch of there are a bunch of things, but one of the things I thought was most interesting was the Bobby Knight quote. Bobby Knight is quoted in the article saying that Jordan's the best player he's ever seen. This is before he's ever played an NBA minute. You know, frankly, Jordan's ready to come out after his freshman year, and then he plays two more years of of college, and so it's a little different. He's three years into, and he is pretty dominant. He goes and plays the Olympics. I thought Rod Thorne had an interesting comment. We're lucky the Olympics were after the draft. 
or else there's no way that after those Olympics in L.A. in 84, that Jordan would have slipped maybe even to two. And obviously slips to three with Sam Bowie going before. So I thought that was an interesting little note from Bobby Knight about how and the level of of where uh, Jordan's game was. The other, I mean, there are, there are just so many other aspects of this that are incredible. We'll touch on them uh, when we continue. Uh, Krause almost breaking up the team. One other incredible memory. And then from a pure jazz perspective on it, like, wow, how it almost went the other way. We'll also, all week long, we're going to go back through the best games of our season and try to give you a little bit of feel and take you back to those games. We'll look at the Boyan Bogdanovich-Milwaukee win. Uh, as we continue. Today's show is brought to you in part by Murdoch Chevy. Our friends over at Murdoch Chevy are trying to do everything they can for you in this environment to try to make it the right time for you if you need to buy a car. Also, Chevy Cares has started to try to help you out with all sorts of different aspects of things. So what is that? Uh, And Murdoch Sure, combination of the two. So let's start with the Murdoch Sure program. They will bring the cars to you test drive uh, for you uh, so you can do the test drive uh, on your own and not have any other contacts along the way. Uh, They also, at Chevy, uh, are eligible healthcare professionals get the GM first responder discount. So healthcare professionals, the GM first responder discount is available at Chevy. And then you add on the Murdoch Sure transparent, convenient, Uh, Wow, all taking place for you. Chevy's got the great lineup. I drove the Blazer for a while and loved it. Uh, Also, the Equinox is there for you uh, in that SUV lineup. The Chevy Blazer is really pretty incredible. Trucks, the Silverado, and the Colorado. The Traverse is the bigger of the cars as well. That Chevy Blazer I drove was, was really, really solid. I actually was looking at it again the other day. We're probably, with the deals that are out there and the no payments till 2020, we're getting close to probably buying another car, as I said. And actually, the Blazer and the Tucson are kind of the two we're looking at. The, the Blazer's a little bigger. Um, the Tucson, it's got some more features. Like, it's an interesting little decision between the Hyundai and the, the Chevy there. Anyway, Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross, also located in Logan. Uh, if you're going to head over there, feel free to email me at dlock 9 at gmail.com. So from a jazz perspective, maybe the most incredible aspect of listening back at it is remembering that after they beat the Jazz the first time, they're in absolute turmoil for the 97-98 season and there's almost a chance it's not going to happen. Like Jerry Reinsdorf, like with a straight face in the show last night talking about well, yeah, we almost rebuilt as though he forgets that they did rebuild and then won 13, 17, 15, and 21 games the next four years and made a complete ass of themselves. Like, it's an incredible concept that this team went 62 and 20, struggled to 62 and 22, right? They'd won 72 and 69 games the year before. And then when they won only 62 because Scotty was out with his various petulant acts of 
being upset about his contract, maybe rightfully so, they were still petulant, uh, and only played 44 games that entire year, and yet they still win 62 games, and yet they break the team up, and they almost did it the year before. You know, I mean, they're legitimately having a discussion of a team that goes seven in in back-to-back years had gone 141 and 23, and they were discussing, is it 131? 131. 131 and 23. No, it's 141. Unbelievable. 141 and 23, and they were legitimately like in a discussion to break them up, and Jordan had to plea at the podium at the end of the 97 finals when they beat the Jazz to hold the team together and that they should have the right to hold the team together. They actually never got the right to hold the team together. Because Jerry Krause somehow wanted to rebuild, and then when he did rebuild, they went they won 13, 17, and 15 games. Now, one of those is the lockout year. And the whole thing that Jerry Krause is inviting Tim Floyd to weddings prior to even hiring him. Like he had plotted this thing out and just seriously thought he could build a winner. It's an incredible, from a Jazz perspective, the idea that maybe that 97-98 team almost didn't happen. And Pippen in Seattle demanding a trade. It was fun to see some of my coworkers. That was November 25th. The Bulls are 8-6 and six when they lose that game to the Sonics. They then lose the next night to the Pacers. They go 8-7 and seven to start the year. They heated up at some point and win like 11 of 12. I think they win like 14 of 16. But it's also interesting because I have this crazy story on February 4th when the Bulls come to town to play the Jazz and Jordan is just all over Pippen. Well, and rightfully so. It's it's probably right as Scotty's coming back, playing 25 minutes a night, somewhat mediocre at that point. And the frustration level of Jordan was real. And so it's pretty amazing to think back and look at this and realize to some extent how perilous the 97-98 Bulls were. I mean, frankly, it takes them winning game seven to even get to the finals and then you know, then they're they're big, they lose game one to the Jazz because we had home court advantage. The ninety seven, the ninety six, ninety seven season, which they don't, you know, this isn't really about this show being the last dance. Is about, you know, you look back at it. They they roll Miami. I mean, they're dominant, crazy dominant at this point. They're so dominant in the two years before the last dance. The idea that they're even talking about they they lost a grand total of four playoff games. In this 96-97 run, I mean, I know we were up by a ton in game five when Jordan has the game five game, but I also would like, I mean, they were so great. I'm not sure we were ready to go take them at that point. The other one that, so, I mean, that, that was just stunning to just kind of be reminded of that, go back to that. I mean, I do recall hosting on 1320K fan, the sports leader at the time, uh, and, and the Bulls started the year and us just watching every game and watching them and to see what's wrong with them and 
is it possible they're not right? And is it possible that the window's open again? The window had been open twice before, and we'd lost it both times to the Rockets. The other one that uh, I was rem- reminded of was the Alan Parsons Project Bulls Open. Honestly, like, there's nothing ever been like that. That open, I'll net, like, there for the NBA Finals in 97 the first time, it it was incredible. Like, it was so overwhelming. I actually think, like, the Jazz were stunned by it. Like, the Jazz scored, like, eight points in the opening, like, seven minutes of game one. I think they played pretty good defense. Remember, the games were different then. Like, you actually could be tied, like, 8-8. But I remember game one, NBA Finals of 97, really honestly thinking to myself, wow, the Jazz are, like, they're wide-eyed. They're overwhelmed by this. The Allen Parsons Project Open... The whole thing was just such a big deal. I, I My memory is that the Jazz scored like 10 points in the opening eight minutes. We didn't get blown out that game, so it had to still be close. But my, my memory is we just, like, one, the Bulls were unbelievable defensively. But I do have this vivid memory being very high up in the United Center as a media member, and the Open was just amazing. And the energy, and it was daunting, and it was it was intimidating, and we just came out and were just kind of rocked is my memory. I don't, you know, I'd have to go back and look at the play-by-play. Um, I mean, my quite honestly, my memory is that, that Carl started like one of eight or one of nine or something like one of ten or something terrible uh, and just looked really, really nervous and overwhelmed by the moment. But when they played that last night, the Bulls opened in the Allen Parsons Project it truly reminded me of how epic, maybe the greatest game open of all time. All right, that's enough on the last dance. I'd love your thoughts on any of it uh, as well. By the way, the Bulls payroll that year in the last dance was $61 million. The Jazz was 32.8. Michael Jordan was making more than the entire Jazz roster. The Jazz, were making, the jazz payroll was 32.8. Jordan was play, making 33. All right, let's remember one of the great wins of the NBA season when we continue... The Boyan Bogdanovich game winner, but some other highlights along the way, including a big Rudy Gobert block and more. We've got all of that as we continue. Uh, from an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beer when you're wanting to watch the game or whatever it might be in this crazy time, time to use Postmates. Postmates is also a wonderful way to help your local companies that are trying to keep alive in the small businesses, whether it's a burger, a sushi, grocery delivery, Whatever it might be, Postmates can deliver it. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night food runs, no more contacts. If you don't want to have contacts right now, I don't, uh, it is even just lunch. Download the Postmates app on your Android or iOS device. Find your favorites and get anything you want. And right now, you get $100 of free delivery credit for the next seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use Locked On NBA. That code is Locked On NBA for $100 of free delivery with no minimum purchase your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. It's Postmates. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Go to Postmates. 
Download the iOS or the Android app and enter in the code LOCKEDONNBA for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase. This week's theme on the Lockdown Podcast Network is the greatest games of the year. Remembering the brilliance, let's go back. Jazz, Milwaukee Bucks, November 8th. The ball game, 10-point lead for the Jazz. They peel Bogdanovich off Conley. He catches, he shoots, he hits! Oh, he's on fire! And he got fouled! Korber, Kyle Korber fouls him, and if anyone should know better, it should be him. Here's Conley. 19 points, none in the second half. Top to go, Barry's only taking two shots tonight. Hands to Bogdanovich, 25 points. Drives, jump stops, in the lane, foul, banks it home, and another precious fist pump from Boyan Bogdanovich. Bucks on the run, chance to take their first lead of the night. Brown layup, no. Offensive rebound, Adekumbo back up and in. Giannis Adekumbo has completely taken over the second half, and the Bucks have their first lead of the night. He has 26 points in the second half. 2.15 left. Here's Adekumbo driving. They did not build a wall. And Gobert blocked him. Rudy Gobert just eviscerated the MVP. Ingles, the designated inbounder, goes to the far side at the timeline. How about both Lopez? In the Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez in. Brooke Lopez will guard the inbounder. Bogdanovich is being guarded by... Middleton, Conley's on the near side. He runs toward the ball, and Bogdanovich pops to the corner. He's open for three. Got it! Boyan Bogdanovich! Jazz win! 33 points for Boyan. And he is being mobbed. That's his fifth three of the night. Couldn't have come at a better time. The first thing is this game, this win by the Jazz is actually bigger Today, there probably was the time since Milwaukee is actually on a historic path, 53-12 and 12 on the season. And they, you know, Milwaukee has didn't lose much. Milwaukee came into that game at 6-2. and two. Little did we know that their next loss after November 8th would be, would not be until they lose, they win 18 straight and go to 24-3. and three. Jazz gave them their third loss of the year on November 8th. They didn't get their fourth loss until December 16th to Dallas. And they wouldn't get their sixth loss until January 6th to San Antonio on a back-to-back. It was a great game. 103-100 Jazz win. Mike Conley was terrific. We seem to forget about these moments. 20 points along the way. Donovan goes 8 of 22, has 19. But this was really where we're beginning to find out what we've got in Boyan Bogdanovich. Boyan Bogdanovich, you heard the highlights there. He goes 5 of 10 from 3 in that game. And we suddenly realized we have, you know, we knew we had one of the elite sharp shooters. But we're still at a stage where Boyan is scoring and doing things in a way that we're not used to yet. It's his first 30-point game of the year. And Boyan would end up, before we stop play, with 11 30-point games, which so incredible about that is he'd only had four his entire career before that. Three of them were last year with Indiana. So this is Boyan's first over 30-point game. This is Boyan, remember he had the ankle injury early 
in the first game, he comes back, he scores 26 against Sacramento, 29 against Phoenix. We're really finding out that we have something here. He's dropped 20 in the win over Philadelphia the night before. He goes 10 of 10 from the line this year. He had no assists in this game. Uh, he had 33 points. And the great game winner off the Joe Ingles inbound. The other thing about this game that was interesting is uh, the different kind of quarter scoring. So Boyan had 10 in the first. Mike Conley had 11 in the second. And then Atacumbo, as you heard, had 21 in the third quarter of that game. He had 21 points and six rebounds in the third. We led this game at the end of 130-16 and just kind of were hammering Milwaukee. The bench actually had a good game. We were up 17 for most of the second quarter. Went up by 19 at one point, led by 20 at the half. And then Giannis went crazy. Showed his incredible will, his MVP approach, everything about it. And by then it was a seven-point game. And then as you heard on the highlight call, Giannis... Gets a layup with 5.47 left for the first lead change of the game. Donovan answers right back to give the Jazz the lead. Chris Middleton fires back with a three to tie it. So we're tied at 92. It's beginning of the Jazz clutch play early in the season where they find ways to win ballgames. Boyan hits two free throws. The defense gets great. Milwaukee runs out of a little gap, runs, has their biggest scoring drought of the game, and does not score for four minutes. Giannis missed, Bledsoe missed, Middleton missed. Giannis had an offensive foul drawn by Mike Conley. Royce O'Neal hits a mammoth three in the middle there. Donovan hits a clutch pull-up jumper. And the Jazz seemingly are in control up by eight with 131 left. And we fall apart. Bledsoe gets two buckets in a row. Middleton gets free throws. And all of a sudden, we're tied with eight seconds left when Boyan hits that game winner. You remember Chris Middleton had the controversial traveling call in the corner when Rudy Gobert bounded out into the corner for a brilliant defensive play prior to that. Which was a pretty awesome play by Rudy and quite a great game. So that is our first of our memories of fun games this year. We'll be doing it throughout the uh, week remembering the best games of the year with the play-by-play calls and all the rest. Hope you enjoyed it. Fun day with the last dance. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll update you on a bunch of news notes, things that are going on, where we're looking, how things are going, and please share your daily devars at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. Hollinger and Duncan have got a fun one going for you. Josh Lloyd's continuing to do Locked on NBA. So right now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of podcast Hollinger and Duncan.